Hi. Hello. How is my sound? Yeah, good. You sound good. Okay, great. I'm using my um, headphones today on my computer. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I felt like yeah. last time my audio was a little quiet, so I'm learning. Yeah. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to It's the Elizabeth Podcast. I am your fearless host, Elizabeth Thompson. And back for another time, filling in for Rondi and Kenny, <laughs> is Nicole Keita. Beer, 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 beer. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cold that's been going around has hit me and my grandma. Oh, no. I was going to say, we are definitely getting hit with two kinds of cold, literally the temperatures and the cold and flu. Yeah, yeah. We both, um, uh, my sinuses have been acting weird the past few weeks, and so I knew I was getting something, and so I woke up yesterday and felt really congested. But now I feel a little better. My grandma still sounds congested, Aww. so we're we're just we we called her doctor to see um, what medicine, like over the counter medicine, she can take with her prescriptions and all that. So, you know, what did they recommend? I don't know. She called and left a message, and uh, they close at five. So, <laughs> okay, cross Hopefully. our fingers. They call her today for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when I used to get a lot of sinus infections, I was really big on the Theraflu. Like, I feel like that used to be like the stuff that you pour in like the hot cup of water. Um, But I feel like since I no longer live in a place as cold as New England or the Midwest, I've been faring a little better. But I do think it is tough around here, especially like you know, that infamous Humboldt crud where it's just kind of always cold and damp in the winter and it lingers. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, my car from here, from field landing to Eureka, it was 42. Oh, and then by the mall to almost a cut and it was 40. Oh my gosh. And then in, in Quentin, in (laughs) Quentin, Um, it was, I think, 43, so it was a slight warmer. Was that in the afternoon or pretty early morning still? Morning. It was like 9.30. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to keep an eye on it because of my chickens. And so I think it was two two nights ago. Um, they said that it was going to be like a hard frost. And then when I looked at the temperature, it was like 36 feels like 34. And I'm like, yeah. oh. Okay, so I'm stringing out the heat lamp to the girls tonight. Otherwise, I will <laughs> not have chickens when I wake yeah. up in the morning. Yeah, we can't let the chickens go. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're senior citizens, so they uh, yeah yeah they, they need the support they can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandma, we've been running the heater, and she um, she has her blanket, and so we're gonna get her like a back heater that she like a back heating pad. So she can totally use that. I, I feel like it's all about like heating the body. It's so hard to heat an entire space to the temperature that like some of us enjoy it, myself included. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like it's all about the heated blankets and heating pads for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel 
I don't know why this is the year I feel like um, we're going to get like our rainstorms this year. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, we're just starting out really strong, which is exciting. It's certainly like great for the environment around us. Yeah. Um, I think those of us who live it every day, you know, it's it's nice personally when there's some breaks in between. But yeah, yeah this will definitely really help our rivers and the wildfires in our surrounding areas. And it's all around a great thing. But when you're out commuting in it day after day, it does get a little tiresome. Yeah. Yeah. My grandma doesn't like leaving the house when it rains. I know. That's my fear tomorrow with Arts Alive. Um, I know a few of us have some events going on. It's just like, womp, womp. It's most likely going to be quiet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cue the cricket audio, Alan. Yeah. (laughs) Alan! We need our sound effects. (laughs) Alan, you're really lagging right now. I'm going to... I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, he's been busy moving. We'll cut him some slack. Oh, he is? Um, he did, yeah. He just um, moved to a different location in Eureka. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I know that uh, Rondi and some Halloween-dressed puppies went and saw him um, either on Halloween or over the weekend, but I haven't gotten the full scoop on that. Oh, awesome. Yes. Well... Are we ready for our conversation? I <laughs> conversation am. I'm just yeah. going to hold on to the edge of my seat because I know what we're talking about today. Yeah. And yeah. oof. Sh- should we do dumb stuff and then go into Kanye? I'm or should we? Host, host's choice. Whatever you like. Uh, let's do our one fan question that we that we got. <laughs> Yeah, let me get that queued up so I can I can actually read our listener question. The first one we're yeah, chasing. Yay. Okay. And you can follow us on It's the Elizabeth Podcast and send us any question you want for us to talk about. <laughs> Thank you for that. Okay, no so problem. we received a a message from Teresa. And the question or, yes, thanks, Teresa. Um, The question or commentary um, that she was kind of interested in hearing from our host was as follows. Hi, I heard about your podcast from my friend, Nicole Keita. I was wondering if you had any thoughts on Meghan Markle's podcast, Archetypes, especially the episode with Mindy Cowling. Kaylin? Cowling? Uh, Kaylee. Or Callie. I, don't, I, I always mispronounce her last name too, so don't worry. <laughs> we all know Mindy. We're all big Office yeah. fans. We love you, yeah. Mindy. Yeah. Um, so archetypes, Liz. Tell us how you feel. So she, she does 99.9% of the talking. Um, you get like little sound bits from people. Um, I haven't listened to the Mindy Kaling uh one yet um but i listened to her recent one and she was talking to justin trudeau's uh the prime minister of canada who don't know um his wife um and she talked to a bunch of other people about being you know like mothers and all that stuff and she does a lot of talking and 
she doesn't do what normal hosts do is allow the, the guests to kind of sort of dominate the conversation. Like it's like kind of in the middle. She dominates it more. And there's one bit. I don't know the timestamp, but if you guys want to listen to it, she does an interview with Serena Williams, which is the first episode. Yes. And she talks about how the British tabloids used straight out of Compton. Harry's girlfriend straight out of Compton. And Serena was like, what's wrong with Compton? And Megan was kind of like, oh, can you imagine me? Like, that was kind of her voice. Like, you're gutter trash and all that stuff. But um, a lot of famous people have come out of Compton. Um, NWA, (laughs) uh, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, and And apparently Kevin Costner. I was gonna say that was like the, like the best like just surprise, if you will, just from that podcast was just like, yeah. oh, okay. Hey Kevin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um if you're listening. Yeah, Kevin Costner, if you're listening, hey, my aunt is a big fan of your show, Yellowstone. <laughs> Welcome, um, Kevin. Yeah, but yeah, the podcast, I don't see it making a return. Like, in my mind, I think they're just going to do one season of it and then be done. Okay. And then it's going to get, they might just move it to um, their website, Archwell. Okay. Which I've heard some shady stuff about that, where you have to sign up, but they can sell your data. Ooh. To, like, third parties. So that's what I heard. Subscription-based or just they want your data more than your money? probably they're probably like all the other big corporations that just want your data so that's what i've heard so so you've heard um the serena williams episode and then i know we've discussed a couple other episodes that we both listened to um for me in response to this listener question which was nice because it's always good to explore like different podcasts and what's happening yeah yeah. the other one we both listened to was Melissa Chow, is it? Melissa Cho? Margaret Cho? Cho, Margaret Cho. Sorry, let's edit that, edit. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Alan, edit that out when you're done moving. (laughs) Melissa Cho. I was thinking it was, yeah, the Melissa Cho, and then does she actually talk to um, anyone else with that podcast? um, Oh my gosh, she was a View host. Lisa something. I can't pronounce her last name. But um, is it, is it Lisa Ling? Yeah, she talks okay. to her, and it's about Asian culture. But apparently, in that episode, she took a storyline from a Netflix cartoon show. Oh my god, I had the name of it, and then I just you forgot. told me is it Big Mouth? Yeah, Big Mouth. I where like a girl, it, but I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, where like a girl goes to like a Korean spa, and they're all naked and all that stuff and it was the episode supposed to talk about like hey everyone's body's different and that's okay you don't need to you know be a certain size that's what the episode was about and she kind of took it and made it her own story apparently mm-hmm. so I, but yeah I think, that, I think like I've only listened to two or three episodes so I'm you know certainly not terribly well versed with the archetypes podcast. yeah I, I've listened to a couple of episodes it's just her voice she sounds so I think a little bit condescending, hmm. a little bit of a know-it-all. It doesn't feel relatable. It feels very QVC. 
okay. at times. You know, her voice. Um, I feel like I feel like my disconnect is that kind of harkening back to what you started this uh, segment with is just that like of course you know it's her podcast she can direct it however she sees fit but I feel like there is maybe almost too much of an emphasis for the person that she's speaking with to kind of fit this um, topic that she's trying to discuss that we almost don't get to know um, the person she's interviewing very well I mean I feel like with the Mindy Kaling one it was mostly also about motherhood and I think that like with Serena Williams it was just like ambition you know when it's a woman it's bad with and when it's a man you know that's to be expected and like I understand the premise and and I'm interested in what she's exploring and I don't know if it's the length or her or just kind of like her um rapport with the people that she's interviewing but it just kind of feels like it's just trying to force the subject a little bit too much for me yeah and then she did one with Mariah Carey and I've only heard the clip yes of when oh, he the diva called, one um, yeah when she calls her a diva and she's like no that's like in a positive way because she's kind of spinning it in a you know like yeah I'm a diva so what I'm Mariah Carey get over it like type of thing and like she Mariah Carey had to come up with an apology because oh, wow. Megan got so upset and I'm sure their fan base went after her and like threatened her kids and threatened her as well. So I'm sure she probably had to come out of, you know, with oh some my. sort of statement. Yeah. Cause that's what their fan base I, does goes directly for the kids. They've threatened William and Kate's kids. And no. yep. It's terrible. I mean, I, I think that like, like, I know. Um, <laughs> I think what I appreciated about her conversation with Mariah Carey is just that I felt like at least um, Megan was speaking from what I believe was her personal perspective about growing up biracial. And I feel like, and some of the ambiguity in where that lies, where I feel like when you're speaking about someone else's culture, when you're speaking about like the Asian American experience, like you don't try to relate. Or, Or, like, speak to an adjacent experience as, like, a woman of color. But, like, to try to say, like, oh, I know Asian culture. I went to a Korean spa and I grew up eating Korean food because I grew up in L.A. It's, like, that's not the same experience as embodying, you know, centuries of history, segregation, bias. All of those things are unique to each person. Yeah, and with the Serena one, it would have been real interesting if she kind of let Serena dominate the conversation because, you know, she was, her and her sister, Venus, were like the only two Black women, like people of color, in tennis for, I think, a long time. And they were women. And she does talk about how it's different in, like, how it's different for men's tennis to women's tennis. How mm-hmm. if, like, she or another female tennis player, like, throw their racket on the ground, it's like, oh, must be their time of the month, or, you know, if they argue <laughs> with something, you know, it's, they're just being, you know, a bitch. But, yeah. Yeah, I just, I think she could have really good conversations if she didn't dominate. And she kind of does, I haven't listened to, like, a murder, like, podcast, like, those true crimes podcast. Okay. 
because you know how they like do like a narration on top of it yes uh-huh that's like what she'd, she'd be doing mm-hmm. she'd be like a good like voiceover actor like a narrator yeah and it's just i don't think that's what she needs to do and what she didn't do in this one was kind of attack the royal family but she did attack britain she said she said she did the citizenship and it was too hard and she had oh. to ask Harry for help. And people who like heard this are like, duh, like no one knows the US citizenship. Like the US one is hard as well. And so is like, so why do you think the UK one's hard? You know? Yeah. What episode was that on? I don't think I even caught uh, that. I think this one, this month. Oh, okay. Okay. And, but the episode before, she talked about how smart she was. You know, I feel like she's she, contra- doing... she she contradicts herself. She does, and I mean that's that's human nature, like for sure. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, but I feel like she does like a lot of like self-deprecating moments that just don't feel genuine to me. Where she's just like, "Oh no, like no, Mindy, like trust me, like I'm the one that grew up as like the smart, funny one because I wasn't pretty." It's like, oh, yeah. okay, like I guess. Yeah. And she uses the word I a lot. Yes. When I listen to it, she's like, I never felt this way. I was so happy. I bought two floaties, one cheese pizza size floaty and the other pepperoni. But the cheese pizza (laughs) floaty was the fun one. And it's like, no one cares that you bought a floaty. And the kids love the pizza floaty. No one cares. I feel like you just somehow made that all rhyme and sound like a poem, though. So now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so that's what I think of our our twelve. Do we want to give? Oh, I just completely dropped the ball on Margaret's name. So you know, we're we're ten for ten right now. Yeah. Um, do we want to give our listeners like a rating on what we think of it, or just? Don't listen. Uh, I give it. I give it a three. Out of five or ten? Uh, three out of five. Okay, I think that's pretty fair. So a little and better. Than the the production's good. Like the team that edits all together is. I give them a lot of credit. <laughs> I agree. I'm gonna give it out of five. I'm gonna give it a three and a half or. Four four even I I like the guests I like the conversations that are being um, discussed but there is something a little too formal a little too like daytime television like you said to me like it's just a little inaccessible I mean like maybe I'm just used to hearing um, podcasts that are a little less polished not this one of course but you know people that are amateurs Um, but yeah, there's just something inaccessible about her. I mean, she's a literal princess, so that's pretty hard for most of us to relate to. And I feel like, I don't know, just, we hear a lot from her, but I also don't feel like at the same time, we're hearing a ton about her perspective. We're like, even when she tries to like relate to her guests, she's like, oh, well, you know, like when I met my husband, it's like, you mean the royal family you know it's just yeah. like it's such, it's such a magnitude where it's not like it's not like you just met like the boy down the street like yeah. you met 
your husband who, you know, is a monarch, you know, it's a very different, it's, we just can't relate to that, I think, as listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Teresa, for that uh, question. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to keep listening occasionally. Love the guests, but uh, all in all, Megan's a little inaccessible. My final yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. Should we stick with Royal? Sure, whatever you All right. Well, Prince Harry, he, last week, announced his book, Spare. Yes. And it's coming out a day after uh, Princess Kate of Wales. Huh. Um. June, oh, not June, January 10th. Oh, after the holidays. Yeah, because um, apparently they wanted to do heavy edits and people are assuming it may be to lessen stuff about the queen because she just died. And also maybe to lessen stuff about Charles, Camilla, and all that because now daddy has the reins Mm -hmm. and can kind of take stuff away so and then it so is this harry first autobiography yes okay this is his like official one like all the other ones have been like unofficial and stuff but yeah um Apparently, they were invited for Christmas. There's like a story going around that they were invited for Christmas, but um, they declined it, which I'm like, I don't believe. I don't believe they would have invited them after the book announcement came out. So, and apparently, he's not giving the royal family a copy, like an advanced copy of the book, so they can look at it. I was actually just thinking that. It's like, what are you going to do? Deliver that under the Christmas tree? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, ooh, ooh, sorry. I'll give that to you on the way out. Yeah. Re- read my book, Spare, which he has not been since 2013. Do we know the origin or any kind of, like, decision-making on the title? What is Spare? Spare because he was second to William for a long time until 2013. Uh, Gotcha. And then in 2018, he wasn't the spare anymore. Yeah, so he's the backup. Yeah, so he went down the line, you know, whenever William had a kid. I see. Oh, so he's using that. And people are like, he's using it to take that word back. And I'm like, when has he been the spare? He hasn't been. It's been George for almost 10 years, you know? It's. It looks like this is going to be quite the tome, too. It's over 400 pages. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm not going to read it. Uh, someone I follow on YouTube said they'll read the whole book. <laughs> That's a commitment. I mean, I'm not seeing the specifics on the audiobook yet because obviously it hasn't been released, but. I'm going to well, say that's going to be... Book, so... Oh, okay. Let's hope Harry can read well. Because he's an idiot. It's going to be a full 30 days of listening with uh, 400 pages. I know. Jeez, and then he has... Because uh, the book deal was two books. 
and oh, apparently okay. uh, a lot of the proceeds are going to charities that Harry really likes and I'm like okay There's, I wonder how much is the percentage money. that's the tricky thing yeah but I, feel like a I lot wonder of times what's the percentage credit mm-hmm. no you're right I feel like people want to take credit for uh that percentage and then it turns out they donated like one percent or half a percent yeah or like two percent or like five percent so. but yeah i'm i am really interested in to know what he's gonna what's gonna happen because charles still hasn't given like formally announced the titles for archie and lily and stuff so people are suggesting that he might be waiting until after the book comes out to kind of decide what to do but also parliament right now um they are coming up with the rule so um to where the monarch can have the power to take titles away so and there's been a heavy push from York and I think Sussex to take Harry and um, Prince Andrew's titles away. Oh like they're duke Okay. Yeah, so. Um, which I wouldn't be surprised happens. You know, Harry, you dig this hole yourself, so. <laughs> Enjoy when you're... I mean... Yeah. 400, 400 pages, so he's apparently has a lot he needs to say about what i'm also interested um if he is really the author or if he's collaborating he had a ghostwriter he had a ghostwriter. okay and a lot of people think a lot of people think there's a conspiracy theory online that megan wrote 99.9 percent of the book (laughs) I mean, like, I think we'll be able to tell if so. I know, I know. That's what someone said, too. They're like, we'll know if she wrote it or not with the words. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's yeah. just going to be about yeah. how yeah. his mother died. He had trauma. His father didn't love him. His brother was in a different position. He said he wanted to leave, but, but no one took him seriously. And it's just like, huh. It's it's just going to be the same song and dance that he did in Oprah and the Me You Can't See. So it's just same song and dance, but just a little more words. So, or it might totally then, do, me. Do, do we have any books by Megan? We have a children's book called The Bed, right? Right. Which was a which was a poem to Harry that she turned into a book right okay but nothing along the lines of like an autobiography no okay i wonder when that's coming when she divorces harry when when that marriage is gonna say when is the when is the oprah book club gonna feature that one i I know i'm i'm because she already has a like separation divorce interview ready to go (laughs) pre-recorded yep pre-recorded well in taylor swift news Mm, uh taylor swift's new album midnight came out and every song on the album was in the top 10 billboard chart like 
And isn't that a record? Yep. She is the first woman to do that. That's amazing. An artist to do that. Yeah, I have been too. I like it. I like it. It's not that bad. Yeah, I I feel like personally from my music background, I leaned in a little bit more towards uh, folklore. I thought that I, you know, kind of enjoyed the slower singer-songwriter vis-a-vis Lana Del Rey energy that that album gave me. Um, but I definitely am liking I'm liking the new one. I haven't listened to it straight through like a genuine album. I've just been doing yeah. like Pandora and radio shuffling of it. But yeah. so far, so good. And I feel like I've been thinking about this a little bit because I knew that I would talk with you about it. And I think that's something that's so interesting about um, how musicians are like how their music is kind of being presented to an audience is just that like, I may or may not have heard it, you know, on the radio or something like that. But like the clip from Antihero is on every single person's Instagram reel or story oh right gosh. now. Oh it's my saturated. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's it's great. It's just omnipresent. It's everywhere. Yeah. Even on TikTok, it's very present. You know, me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> it's like it's every such an, it's such an earworm too. I one hundred percent have myself like hearing that in my head. And I've seen some cute oh, yeah. videos, like I like it, but yeah. it's uh you know, it's interesting to think about making music for an Instagram video or a TikTok video. Um almost like, you know, I feel like when people are doing um interior design or design for like a public space I feel like they purposely make Instagrammable moments where this will be the place that you take your photo near and look cute and share it on Instagram and it's like I almost feel like I mean pop music is always going to go hand in hand with social media but it's it's very interesting to me that I've probably heard that clip a hundred thousand times in the last yeah 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 people will get annoyed with it and start telling people to stop using it um, but also Taylor Swift announced her tour, which oh. will be called the Era Tour, um, yesterday on Good Morning America. Oh, and today she added eight shows to the tour. Is she doing a pretty robust like nationwide tour? Is this international? I th- I look at, I think yeah she's doing you know America Europe so on and so forth so that's very exciting yeah and apparently she's really good live I've heard yeah I feel like some from some videos I've seen I could definitely see that like stage presence and just yeah. charisma yeah so good job Taylor um, it is going to be down between her and Beyonce at the Grammys, and I hope Beyonce sweeps it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Taylor. Sorry, Taylor. We still haven't gotten Beyonce's visual for Renaissance yet. And Ugh. we're ready, Beyonce, if you're listening. Yeah. Yes. Come on, Beyonce. Well, from someone who's doing really well in their career, someone oh, who's not. Uh, Kanye West 
just for a recap before we get into stuff that he's lost and some other things. Um, Kanye West decided to go and attack the Jewish community for what reason, no one knows. And he then decides to tweet out, I'm going to go DeathCon 3 on the Jews. And before that, he was photographed with Candace Owens, both wearing White Life Matter shirts at his show. And, you know, a lot of the people in the African American community, like celebrities, were reaching out to him and saying, hey, let's not do that. That's kind of wrong to say. And he would just post her text right under it saying, where was your support when the Kardashians kidnapped my children? Just all that stuff. So, wow. And he didn't just wear these t-shirts anywhere, Liz, right? He wore them at the Paris fashion show. Yep. Photographed it and posted it and then deleted it. He is, he knows that this is going to be an enormous audience. This is not like, oh, I wore a t-shirt in bad taste when I went for a jog and someone photographed me. This is like very intentional, very planned, very staged. Yeah. Reaction. Yeah. And he is a full Republican, you know, which is fine, you know, but he's one of those. Well, there are some of the Democrats, but they're just one of the nutsos that there's all that there's stuff. been such an upsetting response with his actions i mean obviously people that are coming out and supporting it i've seen some footage of yeah. people in la that are like standing on like the crosswalks that go oh like, the cross yeah Ugh. But, like just with signage just like honk if you think kanye's right and it's just like I, yeah, in I Georgia, mm. I think in Georgia at a game, there was someone posted like on a wall, um, Kanye West was right about the Jews. And in Beverly Hills, people were passing out pamphlets about Jewish people. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and let's, that and let's talk about how that's affected his sponsorships. So, the first person to drop him was Balenciaga. They said that they were cutting ties with Kanye and saying that the fashion label will no, no longer has any relationship or any plans for future projects related to this artist. I would what love to know what, what that means legally, too. I would love to know, does that mean he loses a lot of money? Can he sue them? I wonder what... Um, like relationship formality they have. Yeah. And then Vogue, Anna Wintour also says Vogue will not be working with Kanye West ever again. Um, His agents, uh, CAA, have dropped him as a client. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Gap has ended their deal with him as well. And he did a full-blown rant saying the Gap stole his idea for shirts and all that stuff. Um, Foot Locker 
will not be selling any of his shoes, um, Yeezy shoes anymore. So if you have Yeezys and they're in mint condition, I don't know if they're worth any money. <laughs> I don't know if they're worth more money now or less money. And then and tell then, me about his relationship with Adidas too. Well, Adidas took the longest to... I was wondering why they were getting a lot of attention because I feel like other brands were just like, nope, and like dropped him. But I feel like people, I was seeing kind of more of a response for fans to like urge Adidas to drop him. And I wonder, again, if there's if there's like a delay because of legality or if they're just like waiting to the other shoe drops. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's done a lot of things, said a lot of things, and they never dropped him. But I think now, with what he said about the Jewish community, and also the Black community, he's, he's said horrible things about them as well. Um, um, I think maybe Adidas was looking at it like a legal standpoint. I think that's what took him so long. Yeah. And so they dropped him. And with Adidas dropping Kanye... He has lost his status as a billionaire. Oh. Yeah, the Adidas money from Yeezus, from the Yeezy shoe, was pretty much keeping him comfortable for a while. But yeah, but um, yeah, so he's not a billionaire anymore. Which I mean, I mean, what do you think was the impetus? What do you think? point for this downfall if we could speculate in in our corner well apparently um someone came out um and said that his album that he released that he put out after his mental breakdown um where it had like the picture of the mountains in Wyoming it was supposed to be like it was supposed to be about Hitler. Like he like like a like a not like it was supposed to be like a Nazi type of thing. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently, um <laughs> speaking of Kanye school, uh well if you were gonna send your kids to Donda, um the school's closed for the rest of the school year. Um I don't think they could oh, finally the doors open. Um, but a teacher, I don't know if it was a teacher, but uh, someone who worked at the school said that Kanye would constantly talk about uh, Nazi propaganda. Oh my. Talked about his admiration for Hitler. So this so. is quite quite a bit more um, long-seated than most of us realized before it yeah. went more public. Yeah, I think he kept it under wraps for a while. And he just finally decided, you know, screw it. You know, if Trump can say whatever he wants and not get in trouble, then I'm going to say what I want. You know? A hundred percent. I feel like the privilege and the power and the irresponsibility that Trump allowed and just gave people permission to not hide the way they feel and the hatred that they feel and the complex emotions that they feel. Not thinking about what you're saying and then just broadcasting it and having that 
no consequence attitude, you know, I, I do feel like a lot of that is seated in the Trump presidency. Yeah. Well, um, also, well, Kanye West decided, hey, I'm going to try and get another deal. Kanye West showed up to Skechers and had to be escorted out of the building. Oh, my. Because he thought he could get another deal, like get his easy shoes through Skechers. So good on your Skechers. And um, there's a video. Um, Kanye West was at Saints soccer game and got into an argument with a parent. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. And Kim was sitting 30 feet away and just like didn't engage with him, it sounds like the video mm-hmm. shows. But um yeah. It, it is a little and, bit like is it the the egg or the chicken that came first? Like, do we think that the divorce made him I don't think any of this is forgivable or excusable, but do we think this was the beginning of like a much stronger breakdown emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally? No, I think when he had his the the first mental breakdown and it was after Kim's robbery mm-hmm. and I think she saw it and like it happened like in the past and I think she, things that he did or said you know were starting she was like oh and then maybe he went crazy because she did she did say in the final season of Keeping Up he was he wasn't living in LA. He was living in other states okay. for their whole marriage. So, oh wow. I think he might have flown off the handle and who knows. I don't know what the final nail in the coffin was for her to get the divorce going, but I I wonder if it had to deal with the kids. You know, keeping it them It makes safe. me wonder too much how much she shouldered his struggle and managed yeah. the public aspect of it. Yeah, because she never talked about him on the show. She always kept him out of it, you know. Hmm. But um, I think this whole thing that he's been doing, they have to talk about it on next season. They can't kind of brush it under the rug and it's not a big rug say anything because chloe did interject chloe did say the kids were not kidnapped kim sent you a text of where the party was for chicago's birthday party and that didn't happen mm-hmm. yep so we need to review what the actual facts are that happened yeah but yeah so i just and apparently his streaming numbers have been down and I don't know, there are now people calling for Spotify and Apple and ma- even, I think, Pandora and maybe Amazon to remove his music. Yes, very warranted. Yeah, so. But then, then that yeah. answers a bigger question about other artists that are on there sure. who are problematic as well. So it's sure. like... So. I appreciate that we as audience members, we as, you know, consumers of culture, 
our money matters, our voice matters. We don't want to support artists like this. And I know that it's an imperfect system to expect Spotify, especially Spotify, to support what their audience wants over making money. But I do feel like it's very important to listen to your audience. Yeah, it is, but... Is there any political uprisings that we're hearing from Kanye? I mean, we all know that he was on the ballot, you know, kind of underfoot last I time. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. It changes day to day. But um, if you want to know... Of attention. Yeah, well, he's restricted on Instagram right now. They restricted him again. Okay. And then, but he's... If you want to see a full-blown rant of him, go to his Twitter. Because apparently today he was going to go after Scooter Braun. (laughs) That's because he posted a picture of him, so I don't know. Well, we all know that Twitter is now the wild, wild west. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Elon Musk is apparently going to get sued now. Because he told, I think, 60 thousand people not sure on the number I forgot um not to come into work today and so what they said that it's kind of illegal what he did oh they can sue him for work misconduct or something I don't know the legal terms I should know (laughs) I was gonna say he probably has like 15 lawyers working for him at every given moment to make some loophole of protection but yeah Yeah, I don't know and um he apparently is going to do it he's going to charge people who are verified eight dollars to get rid of like spam accounts and bot accounts oh interesting because that's been a big thing and a bunch of like celebrities have been complaining about it like the eight dollars and it's like that's nothing to you. Like it's a lot to someone like me, but it's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, to any of them. And all is, of them are leaving now, so it's like, is that a one-time fee? No one knows if it's like monthly, or you just pay eight bucks for it and you're good for a year, and then you okay. got to pay it again. So no one really knows what it is. He doesn't really have a laid-out plan for it yet. But basically the plan is um, you don't get a lot of ads, like a lot of like ad pop-ups, like in your feed. Okay. Um, You can can control how many times you're mentioned and how you're searched as well. So you can kind of control all that stuff. So. And then another interesting thing about Twitter and celebrities too is very interestingly, all of a sudden, Amber Heard has no Twitter profile. I know. And uh, people think it's because she is rumored to be taking Elon to court for child support. Oh. Because apparently her baby might be his baby. I was going to say, I didn't realize they had a child together. I realized that was her ex. Well, it wasn't but... supposed to be known. Like, it wasn't supposed to mm. be like they kind of did it you know handshake so that is what people are thinking 
and there was a huge rumor going around that she was going to sue Elon and start claiming child support because apparently she's broke. And she's moving to Spain because she can afford it. It's cheaper than being here. Okay. Most of us, when we're going through financial troubles, don't make international moves. But, you know, to each their own. Yeah. And um, Johnny Depp, it was leaked or uh, they just announced it to kind of see the reception. Johnny Depp is in Rihanna's uh, fashion yeah. for her clothing line. I and did see a little, a little yeah. preview of that. He, he looks pretty good. Yeah. How I'm, old is Johnny Depp now? In his 50s. Okay. Uh, yeah, he looks really good. And, and tell me a little bit about her fashion line. How long has she been doing this? For quite a while. Okay. Yeah. And so it was it's a really big hit. It's on Am- it's on Amazon Prime. So Okay. And I think it's coming up pretty soon. I haven't found a release date where I've looked, but yeah. And um someone I follow on YouTube, um him and three of his co-hosts, um, a fan got them tickets, front row tickets, to see Johnny Depp and Jeff Beck in concert tonight. Oh, wow. In Las Vegas. So they're seeing them tonight. Okay, so Johnny's just doing it all. Yeah, Johnny's in a fashion thing and doing a tour. Uh, No talks to see if he's going back to a movie. I've heard rumors that... um, they want him for the third Sherlock Holmes movie. Okay. I but, was going to say, please, not another Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, they're redoing Pirates. They're going to do a female version of Jack Sparrow. And it's like, you can't, oh. you can't top what's already good. But I just don't need the his and hers of everything. Yeah. It, it'll bomb and then they'll bring him back. Like Disney will give him some huge check. And they'll bring it back and it'll be a fever dream. Like he'll I mean, talk about it like in a joking way, like how he tell yeah. Jack Sparrow talks. I, I mean I, I appreciate inclusion, just to clarify, I appreciate representation. I think it's always very important to see someone who looks like you in a role of importance on film and television yeah. and media. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I, I just don't need the afterthought though i would love to see and hear more amazing female roles in and of themselves without being like again the missus version of ghostbusters or the missus version of pirates of the caribbean i just i'm ready for new i think yeah we'll just never know (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh boy I have not seen the Kardashians. Me and my grandma are going to watch it on Saturday. Okay. A little a little binge uh, watching, hopefully, while you guys yeah. are on the we'll, mend. Well, just the new episode. <laughs> We've already watched, like, the first seven already. Okay. Well, I, I have my hopes set on Only Murders in the Building Season 2. 
now you that Drew is and we can get and the television together. Yes, you need to watch it. Then we can talk about it on here and you can just go, oh my God. 100%. Have you seen, um, speaking of episode twos of things, have you seen The White Lotus on no. HBO? No. Okay. They just released their second. Oh, awesome. Season. Yeah, I've only, I, the only thing I'm, I've watched on HBO, like series wise, is. Um, House of Dragon. Okay. Which is good. Gotcha. I know. I've seen bits and pieces of that, but not enough to um, really know the whole entire story. Yeah, it it it's good, and they um because I can't pronounce his name. J- J- the author of the Game of Thrones book series. Is he, it um our R.R. R. Martin? I think so. <laughs> I was thinking of um, the Lord of the Rings, Arthur. And, oh, Lord of um, Okay. Yeah, but the author of Game of Thrones did the whole first season of okay. House of Dragons, and they, they wanted his input, where he said Game of Thrones didn't. Oh, that's kind of an interesting thing. Okay. Game of Thrones is, I forgot the first name, George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Him. I mean, that's a lot of names to remember in our, yeah. in our, in our defense. Yes. There's like 27,000 people I have to remember. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good show. It's, it was really well done. And Matt Smith, who played the 11th Doctor on Doctor Who and played Prince Philip in the Crown for two seasons does a really good job. He's really he does, does. yeah. And it is rumored that for any Doctor Who fans, uh, it was revealed that David Tennant came back. It is rumored that Matt Smith might also come back for um, some Doctor Who specials. Oh, interesting. Yep. And, and then ta- where can our where can our listeners stream any Doctor Who? Um, Disney just bought the streaming rights for okay. all of the seasons of Doctor Who. So you can watch from, I think they started in the 60s to now. Wow. So you can stream all of them on Disney+. Plus. I think starting, next, starting next year. Think they're going to start streaming them and are they going to do like a week by week release or just all at once so people can binge well i think for the completed seasons they'll probably just drop them all at once mm-hmm. um the specials that they're doing with david Tennant, i don't know okay so that's where um it'll be on for us it'll be on bbc america so if you get that, and it might go on Amazon Prime, where that you'll have to like buy or rent it for a it while. It does so. seem like they have a pretty working relationship with the BBC. I've definitely seen yeah. some other like documentaries and stuff through Amazon yeah. for BBC. Yeah. So I'm excited to see David Tennant back. He was a really good doctor. You and said they've had how many total? They've had 
13. Wow. Doctors, yeah. Yeah. And Matt Smith's quotes, if anyone wants to know, are bow ties are cool. <laughs> that, those are some of his quotes. I think someone could embroider that on a pillow. I think pr- there's probably on Etsy, there's probably someone who did. 100%. We just need to um, invite one of our audience members to embroider some, <laughs> something <laughs> that we've said on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I, it'll probably be a Kenny thing. Okay. I like that. Knowing how it goes. Um, maybe like Beethoven's Christmas album? Yeah. Mozart. Or no, was it Mozart? Oh. Mozart. <laughs> Mozart. Mozart, so yeah. for everybody a little backstory um me and nicole keita met up and we called kenny and we were just talking about vinyl and he said his mom got him a mozart christmas album and me and nicole keita we were confused <laughs> we were reflecting on, on yeah. music Mozart that we were familiar with yeah and then I brought in Motown and then Kenny went oh yeah Motown Christmas <laughs> and it just made us laugh so and just uh, didn't miss a beat just oh yep I meant Mo- yep, Motown yep, yep, yeah Motown and went right back into it that's yep. Kenny for everybody <laughs> it's a joy okay. it's, it's very um, it's very much an embroidered fellow moment yeah it is <laughs> But yeah, so thank you, Nicole, for doing this again. Liz, thanks for having me. It's always a delight. It's just wonderful to hear your thoughts. I feel like you really have your finger on the pulse of contemporary culture. And I, as you know, always look to you for what I should be listening to, what I should be reading, and what I should be watching. Yes. Yeah, so You're my you guru. All. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening um, you can follow us at it's the Elizabeth podcast on Instagram and send us a question on ep- topics we talked about in the past in past episodes or current stuff you want to know now so feel free and send and... us pictures of your embroidered pillows yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and LaCroix well, if you're listening you. Ooh, yeah yes. great talking to you always, and LaCroix, always welcome if, you're, LaCroix. if you're listening <laughs> uh, Nicole Keita will gladly take your sponsorship <laughs> I am for, ready for the life the lifetime subscription yes alright thank you everybody <laughs> bye right, thanks, Liz. bye no problem bye <laughs>